Hello, all you happy innovators. How you guys doing, huh? Man, it feels like a million years since I've done a podcast, and oh man, I was itching to do one so bad. The only problem was I had a hard time coming up with like which topic to do because I just have so many that I want to talk about. So that might be something for me to work with uh, in the next few episodes of the Singularity Podcast. But, um, you know, I was sitting down with my wife and talking to her and kind of just uh, mulling over different ideas for, you know, what topic I should hit next for the Singularity podcast. And, you know, we had kind of like agreed on one and I was like, yeah, it's okay. Not really feeling it. Um, But there was a topic I had brought up to my wife and she was like no 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 I don't think you should do that one no no anyway the point I'm trying to make here is that today what I'm going to talk about is this trip that my wife and I just recently took back to our hometown of Cleveland Ohio and uh, there are just so many angles to hit this from It's probably going to spread out a little into a couple of episodes because I have found myself, I have found myself thinking about this trip we just took, like, like analyzing it. Okay. Um, It was such a profound visit for some reason. Now, my wife and I visit Ohio probably like once every couple of years, okay? So we don't go every year. We don't go more than once a year or something like that. We go every two years. We we'll go back and see my family. And we, we try to rotate our visits yearly, our annual visits to her family and my family. You know, um, her family first, my family the next year. The year after that, her family. The year after that, my family again. You get the idea. Well, this time we went back and there was a wedding taking place in our family. Okay, my niece was getting married. Um, She lives in New York City. She works for an advertising agency. She's a very successful young woman. Um, A very beautiful young woman. Very kind and gentle and funny. You know, much like my sister, okay, my sister's daughter, Um, and we were invited to the wedding, so we decided we were going to go make the trip out to Ohio again, and uh, it's something that I look forward to, you know, I love my family, I don't get to see them a lot, so, you know, when I do get that opportunity, It's kind of nice to put all the music down, everything that I'm working on, like put it all down for a week and go off into this other uh, sphere of existence for a week and and see everyone again and uh, see my parents and see the house that I grew up in and all those things. Drive around the city, um, uh, see the landmarks in the city that I miss and the things that I enjoyed when I lived there. Restaurants, all the great food that you can only find in Northeast Ohio, you know, all these things that I 
and uh, that had become a part of my my life growing up. Okay, so it's kind of a nice adventure, really, to to go back into that and kind of experience these things again. Um, normally, <laughs> okay, normally that's the case, but this time going back was different. All right. And I'm not even really sure why it was different this time, but it was. And not necessarily different in a positive way, okay? Things were kind of a little bit challenging and a little bit negative at times for me, okay? And that's what I'm going to talk about today. Because it just hit me very hard. You know, a lot of this stuff like, um, okay, I guess I can start like this. Um, you know, on a day to day basis, I live my life a certain way. I mean, just like you, you know, you have your routine, you have the way things are, you know, where everything is, you know, and all that. Um, and for me, okay that kind of affords me the opportunity to have autonomy. I live far enough away from my family where um, they're not a part of my everyday life. And my everyday life is very consistent, okay? I, I wake up early, I go into the studio, uh, and then at the end of the day, I wrap things up, I listen to what I've got, you know, whatever, and then I go to bed, you know? And in between, I'll cook meals and do all the domestic stuff, okay? And that's my life, okay? Um, Whether I'm shooting a video, whether I'm writing a song, or whatever it is I'm doing, um, that's my day, okay? And it's a great existence, right? But it is uh, a bit isolated, okay? I feel a little bit isolated sometimes, which can be good and bad. Um, So going back into this environment with my family, um, it's kind of a little bit challenging sometimes because I go from the day-to-day existence I normally have, which is very focused and, you know, relatively quiet or something, okay? Um, Not a whole lot of social interaction. I spend a lot of time in the studio, and then I'm immersed into this environment where it seems like sometimes like everybody wants a piece of me because they haven't seen me in two years. So everybody wants some time with me. And so when I go back to Cleveland, there's this huge posse of people that want to see me. Okay. And it's really great because I love them and I want to see them too, but it's a bit challenging because You know, sometimes people get a little offended because I can't be at their house on Tuesday. I have to go over to my sister's house on Tuesday. And, you know, there's this weird kind of tug of war um, with people that happens and people's feelings get hurt and they get offended. And I have to then take time to make amends to them and try to explain that I'm really trying to split my time up wisely and all those kinds of things. All right. And... Okay, I like that. I mean, I wouldn't want it any other way. They're my family. They're people that I love and I care about. I wouldn't want it any other way. 
But this time going back was different because a shift has taken place in my family over the past couple of years since I've seen them last. And I suppose that it's all been kind of heading in one direction all this time. It just was like it came to a head or it was something that I was able to notice or it was palpable this last time that I visited. Okay. Um, My family, like your family probably, is a very complicated thing. Okay. The relationships are different uh, person to person. Um, the level of understanding person to person is different Um, expectations are different Um, and also at least in my case okay there's this idea that I must take into consideration that I haven't seen these people in two years Okay, so a lot of life has been lived, a lot of things have happened, They've, they have led their life there while I was leading my life way over here. Okay, so I never had a problem understanding that, okay, but it never seemed to be more obvious than this last visit. Okay, and it manifests itself in this weird way where... Well, for one thing, okay, for the older people in my family whom I've spent more time with, you know, like my brothers and sisters, my mom and dad, my uncles and my cousins or whatever, these people that have known me uh, for a very long time, those relationships have stayed intact for the most part, okay? But with the younger kids, especially the ones that were born after I moved away, they don't know me, (laughs) okay? I'm a stranger to them. And that was a kind of a hard pill to swallow, okay? Um, And a little bit saddening in some ways because... I then realize that I don't live there anymore, okay? Yes, I know that I don't live there anymore, but I never really, really thought about it until this last trip home, that there's a, there's a switch that's, that takes place when you move away from your home and you move far away from your home, um there's the understanding that life goes on okay I I get that but there's a switch that takes place or like a shift where home is no longer home anymore home is where you live okay so when I go back to Cleveland yes it's my hometown yes I go back to visit the home that I was raised in and grew up in okay but that's not my home anymore that's my parents home That's where they live. That's their home. My home is in Massachusetts. Okay. So that may sound strange to you, but it never really occurred to me this way until a week ago. Okay. And 
It's a concept that I kind of have analyzed since I came home. Um, and it's affected me, okay, enough to make a singularity podcast about it. Okay, I feel that strongly about this experience, not just this aspect of it either. There's a whole host of other things. But for today, what I want to focus on is this notion of like, what is home? Okay, to me, okay, what is home? Well, sadly, home is not Cleveland anymore, okay? Home is Massachusetts. That's the way it is. And I kind of noted and I expressed it to my wife, you know, while we were there in Cleveland even, that going back to my home, the house that I grew up in, the house that my parents live in is a bit haunting. And that's the word I would use. It's haunting, okay? Because there are so many things about the house that I grew up in that have stayed the same. And there are so many things that have changed. Now, I walk through my parents' house. I walk through the home that I grew up in. But it's this weird kind of in-between headspace where it's a place that I'm familiar with. Okay, more than familiar with. I spent, you know, 30 years of my life there. Okay. Um, And this house was central to my existence. All right. But I go back there and I'm in walking through the house and yes, it's a place I'm familiar with, but it's also this place that has changed so much that it's familiar, but it's still very strange. And it's almost as if I'm walking through my past, okay? Like a, like a fun house of my life, okay? Little things that are on the shelf and little things that are on the wall and the way it looks and the way it smells and just the size of things, the proportions of things are different. Um, Maybe because when I was there, I was like a child, you know, and I'm older now and a little bit taller, maybe and a little bit bigger. And I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know. But it's It's like going back in time, you know, and I see the thing on the floor that was there when I was younger, but it seems much smaller, maybe a little dustier, you know, a little more degraded, you know, through the passing of time, you know, Uh, things that once seemed big are very small. Things that were once brand new are now rusty and old. I mean, it's just this weird kind of feeling. And maybe you know what I'm talking about. You know, maybe you're one of those people who did leave their home, you know, at a relatively young age. And you went out into the world and you explored. And there are some people uh, who have not done that 
um, and a lot of my brothers and sisters haven't. A lot of my brothers and sisters have stayed in Cleveland. They didn't move away. Um, it's still very much their home. Um, but with the exception of myself and my older sister, my oldest sister, uh, we were the only two who moved away and stayed away. That's another thing to kind of mention. Okay, I didn't move back, at least not yet. Um, so I have this feeling, you know, that I can't really describe. It's kind of, um, I guess, maybe a little bit of a confusion. Okay, a little bit of confusion, a little bit of remorse and sadness for having moved away. Um, um, a sense of sentimentality, you know, for the house and the yard and the memories that were there and all those things. Um, but also maybe, too, uh, at the same time, an appreciation for the life that I've managed to make for myself away from that comfortable security of my parents and home and everything. I've managed to move away and establish a life for myself, one that is rewarding and happy and comfortable, um, which is not always a given. I mean, it's hard-earned, and, and my wife and I certainly have gone through some hard times and things like that, and it was hard to get where we were at right now, okay? Um, so I have a new sense of appreciation for that as well. Um, but the word I would use really, you know, is, is haunted. Um, the house I grew up in is now a shadow of the home I was raised in. It's profound. It's, it's life. It's just life. And, um, I'm not sure that I can explain it to my brothers and sisters or my parents even in a way that they would really understand what I'm saying. Because no matter how much they tried to, they don't understand what it's like to not live there anymore and to have, you know, home, at least how I define the word home, um, have that change because it has changed for me. Now, another thing that I want to talk about in regards to this visit home is this really strange kind of realization that I've come to about my family and the relationships between each person, okay? Uh, particularly with my brothers, my sisters, my parents, and my immediate family, and how, how can I say this without being disparaging, but the the political distance, okay, or the, the 
the socioeconomic divide in my family, okay? Um, I come from a family of six, um, all of which are relatively successful. Um, they all are, for the most part, self-employed. Um, so we all have kind of like a streak of that. You know, there's an entrepreneurial spirit amongst me and my brothers. Um, a sense of doing our own thing and being our own boss, which is cool, you know. But um, there's different levels of success. And, you know, fortunately for me, because I live away, my name isn't really in the pool of, you know, judgments. Okay, I don't live there anymore, so I don't really count anymore. Um, I'm the only one who lives in a different state. So that affords me a little bit of neutrality in things. I'm not involved in the day-to-day comings and goings of my brothers and my sister and my parents and all those things. But apparently it seems to me, okay, that while I was gone in my stead from Ohio and just maybe over the years and maybe even as lame as it sounds, okay, because it is lame, um, you know, since Donald Trump (laughs) was elected president, okay, um, there is a very real divide. And we're talking about, you know, real distance politically between certain members of my family. Now, I can say from observing in my last visit, okay, that the majority of my family, my immediate family, are Trump supporters, okay? But there are a few people in my immediate family that are not. And, you know, you might be listening to this podcast in Scotland or Singapore or Australia or whatever. But if you're from the United States, you probably know what I'm talking about. I mean, families are really literally divided politically right now. It happens. I mean, at the dinner table. You know, um, it comes to life and it comes to light. You can see it manifest and play out in conversations and discussions and arguments. It's real. Okay. Um, and fortunately for me, okay, not only am I a centrist, but I'm also a pragmatist and I'm also far enough away to be neutral, but it bothered me and it still bothers me uh, having come back from Cleveland about a week ago all right still thinking about it it's still on my mind that there's a divide in my family and it's based along socioeconomic status okay now it's so hard to talk about this without seeming to be judgmental or disparaging of my brothers and sisters. So I guess I'll state right here and now that that would be the last thing in the world that I would want to express 
to my audience, okay? Uh, my family is very loving, a very loving family, okay? And that's very real, and it's spoken and unspoken love. I mean, it's there. It always has been. It always will be. It's taken very seriously. However, we don't always like each other, <laughs> okay? Um, I guess, you know, not so much me, okay, like I said, because I'm not there, all right? But they are. They're there all the time. And, you know, tempers boil and, uh, you know, opinions and dissent rise in, in a family. It happens. And, you know, unfortunately, it's a fact of life that we all kind of, in our own way, we all kind of grow apart from each other. It happens. It's life. Okay? But it doesn't mean that it's pleasant. Alright? And it doesn't mean that it's something that I would necessarily condone or encourage. Okay? And, you know, with this last visit, you know, it was very clear. Okay? Um, not a lot of fighting or arguing or anything like that. Maybe while I wasn't there, there was, you know, maybe over the years there has been. But not while I was visiting. You know, it was all hugs and kisses and platitudes and catching up and remember when, you know. But I imagine, uh, at least my impression is, from this last visit. Uh, the relationships are strained a little. Okay? And, um... You know, money... <laughs> money. Okay, money. Money does a lot of things. Okay? And one thing it does is it makes people do and say things that they normally would not, okay? Now, in my family, I can honestly say there aren't any, you know, quote-unquote poor people, okay? Um, some work harder than others. Some make more money than others. Um, some live a slightly more extravagant existence than others. Um, but we've all worked hard for what we have, and those who have the most, usually, at least from my best estimation, have had to sacrifice the most, okay, in order to attain their lifestyle. So, that sounds great on paper, you know, and it's, uh, you know, a fact of life, whatever, but in reality, how it plays out on the ground, in life, in reality, um... There's some hard feelings there. And maybe, okay, maybe, uh, some jealousies, some envies, and some, uh, maybe, condescension towards those who might have less. Um, and I watched a little bit of that play out, you know. And... It bothers me. It bothers me. Can't do anything about it. 
Can't do anything to change it other than encourage, you know, respect and love and, you know, genuine concern for each other. But aside from, you know, suggesting that or whatever, I don't have any control over these people. <laughs> you know, I'm kidding myself if I think I do. And you're kidding yourself if you think you do. You know, family is family. And uh, <laughs> we just have to kind of accept that. You know, that these people, sometimes these people that we love, you know, they're like fudge, you know, very sweet and kind of nutty, you know, and they're not going to necessarily follow your advice, you know, especially if you're younger, you know, in the pecking order, like I am, you know, I don't stand a chance. Okay, no matter what happens, I'm still like the baby brother. You know, no matter how old I get or how many white hairs there are in my beard, I'm still the baby, you know, um, which is kind of endearing, I guess, in some ways, but uh, a little bit frustrating sometimes, too. Now, having said all this, it's not to say that, you know, we get along terribly. It's not that way. It would be way too easy and way too simple of an explanation and it's not the reality but folks let me tell you it's there okay and I noticed it on this last visit maybe you know what I'm talking about you know maybe you have a relationship like that with your family okay and maybe you like myself you know you moved away you removed yourself from the circle okay and uh, you know, once in a while you'll re-immerse yourself into that circle and you'll kind of notice how things have changed, how things have progressed. Um, I did that, and with this last visit, sadly, um, I kind of sensed for the first time that, I guess, to sum it up, um, I don't live there anymore. And... I'm not really a part of their lives anymore. And there's nothing I can do about that short of moving back to Cleveland, which honestly, I really don't think it's going to be happening anytime soon. But, you know, never say never, right? Um, but yeah, it was a, a revelation to observe as an outsider the relationship between all of these people whom I love so much and that I genuinely like, okay? But honestly, I'm not entirely sure that that sentiment is reciprocated. <laughs> and that is where I'm going to leave it for right now because the next episode I'm going to continue with this because you want to know why? Because this is on my mind. I mean, it is on my mind and I'm going to talk about it. It's the only way to get it out and get it out of my head, you know? Just put it out there and say it and see what you think, my happy innovators. You know, love you guys and Man, did I ever have to sit down in front of this microphone today. If there was ever a time, it was like, man, I need 
I need to sit down and talk. Um, so with that, this is Mike Bostwick from Pipe Choir Records signing off. And remember, folks, if you want to keep what you've got, you've got to give it away. Take it easy. <laughs>